Hello, hello, hello again, beautiful beings, and welcome back to another Expand podcast with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, I'm going to be bringing you a very personal story. It's not going to be the usual kind of information and learning. It's a personal experience story that I had that does have a lesson to it, and I hope that you gain something from it, and I also hope that you understand my past and my history a little bit better as well. So when I was, how old was I? I want to say I was around the age of 19, and I, I know this because it was the first year, the first summer that I got my motorcycle. And other than, you know, tripping around with my motorcycle, one of the first things I wanted to do was take a longer motorcycle trip. And I only had, you know, a little 250 Yamaha Virago. So it was a tiny bike and I'm a tiny person, but yet I wanted to, you know, take a trip five hours away or something. So I packed up my camping bag and got everything that I needed I didn't even bring a tent. I just brought a hammock and I rode my bike to New York City from Hamilton, Ontario is where I was staying at the time when I went to university. So I went on this gorgeous bike ride up to New York and I wanted to go to this village and this village is called Lilydale. Now you can go check this out online. It's really cool. For those of you who don't know, Lilydale is a psychic community, so it's really awesome. My dad, of course, the engineer, Catholic, uh, also past life regressionist, has always gone to Lilydale. So he's actually visited Lilydale since we were kids, since we were babies, and even before we were born, me and my brother, my dad went to Lilydale. And there's always one psychic in particular that he would go see. He would go see a couple, but one in particular that he would see. And she's the one who mentioned that when I was just born, they went and they got a reading for my brother and I. And my brother's reading was actually kind of scary for my mom because she said, I can't really see any future for your son. And so that really freaked my mom out, of course. Uh, for me, she said that I was going to be helping a lot of people in my lifetime and that I was going to be akin to a Mother Teresa. So she literally said that I was going to be this next Mother Teresa. And, and now that we know that potentially Mother Teresa was quite corrupt, I'm hoping that I'm not exactly Mother Teresa in that way, but but more of that statement. So regardless, you know, there's been this deep, deep connection to Lilydale and the psychic community. When I was 16, my dad took me to Lilydale. It's all I wanted for my 16th birthday. And he got me a psychic reading and she told me very similar things. I mean, I remember her telling me that I'm an old soul, that I'm here to, to assist humanity, that I'm here to help them. She said that I was going to be writing books, many books, many, many books, uh, which is really exciting. So, yeah, so that was really validating for me at that time. And really one of the last psychic readings that I think I've ever really received. I don't really seek that information out anymore. 
So anyway, fast forward to 19 years old, and I have my motorcycle for the first time. I'm going to do this, you know, trip to Lilydale, and I was very excited about it. At this time, I was really starting to, like, step into my spiritual gifts. I was really starting to, like, understand myself as such, but, you know, I would never call myself a psychic, which is kind of funny because I was getting glitches in the Matrix and future visions and, you know, telepathy and... You name it. I mean, astral traveling, all of that stuff was really real and and coming to me quite rapidly. And at this point as well, I had already had alien experiences. So, you know, I had pretty much a full picture of what was going on. I didn't have all the answers. I still don't. But I was pretty attuned. So then... I ride my bike over to Lilydale. I, you know, purchase a campsite for, I think, four days, four nights or something. And, you know, the beautiful thing about Lilydale is they have these meetings. One of them is called a sacred stump meeting where everyone kind of gathers in the woods. And it's kind of like a church, but, you know, you've got the pews, but it's deep in the woods. And you all sit on these pews and you receive messages from these psychics and these mediums. Also, I want to mention, too, that all the mediums who live in the village, they are all registered. I don't really know what that means, but they it's like they've been tested and tried and, and, and they're registered to do what they do. So it's pretty legit. And so at one of these stump meetings, I went, and the beautiful thing is when I went there, my dad also came as well. He, he joined me on the second or third day. So, you know, I went to one of these STEM meetings. I met a couple of people who were there and and they told me that they've been going for years and that they're kind of psychic themselves. And so I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I'm just here, like visiting, you know, getting readings, whatever. I booked a session with this psychic that gave me a session when I was a baby and gave me a session when I was 16. I obviously coincidentally booked a session with the wrong psychic. So there's Patricia Price and there's another Patricia who's a psychic. So I booked it with the wrong Patricia. And instead of it being a psychic, past life, amazing, whatever reading, it was a mediumship reading. And I haven't really experienced a lot of death or passing in my life. So what she brought to me didn't really give me a lot of answers. So I was kind of a little bit frustrated and and sad that I paid a ton of money to not really go anywhere, not really get anything, which was fine because it really made sense a little bit later on why that happened. So then that night, I got invited to a secret stump meeting in the middle of the night. And I'm like, what? So this woman said, you know, this is really only for... The people who live here and the people who have been coming here for many years. But she's like, I just feel called to invite you. And I'm like, okay. So I was really debating whether or not to go to this secret stump meeting in the woods. I was laying in my hammock. It was getting late. It was getting dark. And I was just really like, you know, I don't know why I didn't want to go. Like I was nervous, da, da, da. So I ended up going, right? Finally, I'm like, oh, just go. So I ended up going and, you know, we're we're all like, you know, it was perfect timing because we're all just kind of getting there, sitting down. And as we're all sitting, pitch black, you know, in the middle of the night, we were just sitting in these pews in the middle of the woods. It was so amazing. You could feel the energy and no one was saying anything. And here I am thinking to myself, this is my first time here, like, what do we do? Like, what's the whole, like, what's the whole point of this? You know, where are we going to go with this? And so, you know, it was dark and I said, I spoke up in the middle of the night and I said, 
Hey everyone, you know, my name is Elizabeth and I'm just kind of stepping into my psychic abilities, but if anyone wants a reading, just speak up because, you know, could say raise your hand, but just speak up and uh, let me know what your name is. And that gives me permission to tap into your energy. Silence, just dead silence. And eventually this one very brave man <laughs> speaks up and he says, uh, hi, yep. My name is Bill, and I could hear the apprehension in his voice. And so I'm like, okay, Bill, yep, let me just, let me just tune in. Give me, give me a second here. So I close my eyes, not that I had to, and I tune into his energy. And I'm taking a look, and I'm like, Bill, you know, your heart chakra is, it's, it's pretty damaged. And I'm, I'm really taking a look, and I'm seeing a lot of this, like, black, tarry goo that's sitting in your heart chakra. And it just seems like there's been a lot of trauma. And, and I'm taking a look. And, and in childhood, you were really battling with, you know, this father energy. And, and you need to forgive your father. You know, you're still holding that energy within yourself. And, and you got to let that go. And I'm like, does that resonate? And he's like, wow, yeah. He's like, my wife is sitting beside me and she she just keeps poking my leg because <laughs> it's so true. And so I did a, so I'm like, anyone else? And of course, now I have like 10 people who are all saying, yeah, me, me, me. So I do another two readings for these people who are psychics and mediums themselves. And it was amazing. And so literally after I'm done, I'm like, all right, well, anyone else wants to do readings or whatever you guys do here, go ahead. And people just start leaving. It was just amazing, right? So that whole that whole night was just dedicated to me stepping into that in in the pitch black, right? So it was safe. It was safe for me to do that. So the next day, my dad comes, and you know we we go to a stump meeting, like a legit one, in the middle of the day, and they allow guest mediums or guest psychics to come to the stage and do readings for the crowd. And so my dad is like, go, you got to go up, you know, this is like, this is you, this is your time. And I think that's pretty incredible because here I was, you know, getting readings as a baby, getting readings at 16, which validated everything that I'd been feeling. And now at 19, 18, 19, you know, getting readings uh, or giving readings, you know, to others. So I signed up, right? I said, okay, put me on the list. You know, I want to, I want to do these guest readings and they said, well, are you a medium or are you a psychic? And I said, uh, I kind of do both, right? And they're like, okay, well, we only do medium readings here, mediumship readings. I'm like, okay, cool, I can read dead people, like, <laughs> bring it on. So typically, the mediums who do their readings on stage or whatever do it a different way, right? Kind of like the old school, like, I forget what the show was back in the day, the TV show with the medium who would read the crowd. Okay, I'm picking up on a... Uh, an older man, he was in the military, name, first name starts with a G, right? So that's how they did it. The mediums who were at the village, that's how they did it. And I do it something different. I said, I got up on stage, so nervous, and here I am like a little baby, you know what I mean? Like 19, 18, 19 years old. Everyone else is at least twice my age. So I've got the mic and I said, all right, who here wants a reading but hasn't been picked? And a ton of hands go up, right? Because... A lot of the time, these spirits are so strong, and medium after medium, they all pick up on the same spirits, and you want a little diversity, right? So I'm like, who here hasn't gotten a reading but wants one? Ton of hands go up, and I just intuitively picked. And I said, okay, give me your first and last name. Once again, that gives me permission to tap in. 
and they do, and instantly I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I'm feeling um, a sister energy over on the other side, and and she's very worried. And I said, she's very worried because she's not allowing herself to cross over to the other side. And in a way, she's actually stuck in this weird liminal in-between place. And the reason why she's stuck is because she feels like you haven't forgiven her for something. Does that make sense? You know, I'm asking the woman, right? I'm like, does that make sense? Do you need to forgive her for something? And she's shaking her head and she's bawling at this point. She's crying. And I said that it's time for you to forgive your sister. And she says that she forgives you for whatever it is that happened. And and uh, and that's all that needs to happen. So what I recommend for you is that you write a letter to your sister you forgive her in the letter and you say whatever it is that wasn't said before her passing. And that's actually going to allow her to cross over. That's going to free and liberate her soul. And your sister says that she loves you so much and, and she's grateful for the time that you guys did have together. You know, and the woman's crying and crying and crying. And then I'm like, okay, anyone else? And I did another two readings. They were really impactful, really incredible. One with a man, and he came through. He was a father of someone, and he had something that he wanted to give his daughter. And I said, he wants to give you something. And, you know, it's like it's one of his possessions. And I'm like, did did he have instruments? Did he have instruments? And, and the woman's shaking her head and just, you know, this look of amazement on her face. And I said, yeah, there's some instruments that he wants to gift you and, and your siblings. And it looks like they're in a closet. Like he's pointing to a closet. I wonder, like, did you happen to find these instruments in a closet? And she's shaking her head and she's smiling. And, and then I'm like, and then I'm like, one of the instruments looks like a tiny guitar. And then she's laughing. She's like, yeah, the ukulele, like, he always wanted me to have it. And I'm like, well, he really wants you to have it. And she's like, I do have it. And so it was just good. It was validation. And so I did it. So I did it probably about three readings in total. And then my turn was over, right? And they, they say, oh, you've got two minutes left or whatever. And so then I get off stage and I go back to, to sitting on the pew. And my dad's, you know, like hugging me like I did a great job. And this man, this this kind of like the MC of the stump reading, he walks over to the woman in the front row who's bawling about her sister. And he's crouching down and, and, and tapping her leg and saying, are you okay? Like, da, da, da. Like, are you fine? Are you traumatized? Are you, you know, what's going on? I thought that was odd because he because many other people were crying before me and he never went over to them to check and make sure that they were okay. So I thought that was weird. Then this man, this MC, comes over to me and he says, look, like, you didn't follow the rules. And I said, well, what do you mean? I mean, I gave messages and connected to loved ones and seemed to be impactful. And he said, well, you didn't follow the rules and it's really wrong what you did. And I said, well, sorry, but, you know, what did I do? And he said, well, you're only supposed to give messages from loved ones who have passed on. You're not supposed to say that they're stuck. I mean, you worried that woman. That woman is, is crying and bawling because she feels like her sister is, is stuck in this place. And I said, no, I mean, I didn't just say that her sister was stuck. I gave her advice on how to liberate, how to, to bring freedom to her sister. And so this man was quite upset at me for, for what I was doing. 
and what I did. And in that moment, I started to realize that Lilydale and the mediums and the psychics that were in Lilydale were very much so rooted and very much so stuck in tradition. And I felt it extremely disrespectful, and I still do today, extremely disrespectful for mediums in general, not all mediums, but mediums in general, to be able to connect to the other side, to be able to connect to loved ones who have passed away, to just get a message from them, and then to let them go. Oh, cool. Thanks for the info. Bye. It's disrespectful to not say, so how are you doing on the other side? Have you crossed over? Have you found your bliss? Have you released the trauma of the past? Have you done the work yourself? Or is there something that you need from me? Because here I am having this conversation with you, you know? For most mediums out there, especially in Lilydale, it's a very much so a one-way communication, which I find, and even still to this day, quite disrespectful. A lot of these ghosts and spirits, they need our help. And finally, after waiting potentially generations, after waiting hundreds of years, after waiting a very long time, they finally get someone who can see them, they finally connect to someone who can hear them and listen to them and relay messages from them, and yet these people are unwilling to help them. And I've actually been invited to be a psychic or medium on many different shows, TV shows, you know, like Ghost Hunters and stuff like that. And it's never really resonated with me. And every time that I get this opportunity, I always say, am I allowed to cross them over? Am I allowed to do the work that I need to do on these spirits? And some of the responses that I've gotten back from these production companies are, but if you cross them over, how are we able to go back and have another experience with them? How sad is that, right? I don't believe in these mediumship or ghost hunting shows because it's really sad what they're doing to these poor, poor spirits who are stuck on the other side. They're using these ghosts and spirits, these poor lost souls who have been stuck in that abandoned building or that house. They have been using them as entertainment, which is not right. That is not okay, you know, and it really does anger me that people, even mediums who deal with these people, you know, who deal with these spirits, do not have respect for them, you know, in that way. And I just think that it's not that they're purposefully disrespecting them, it's just that they don't know better, you know. So I learned a huge lesson upon going to Lilydale as a psychic myself. And honestly, I've never been back. It's the last time I went. And uh, I think I haven't been back because I don't really believe in what they're doing over there. And they didn't really get me. <laughs> Which is fine. A lot of people don't. But I went there seeking answers. And I left there understanding that I already had them all. For myself, anyway. And I also left there understanding that I was powerful enough and strong enough to receive these answers for other people myself. And that's when I started to do the full psychic work. I got away from the past life regression 
in a structured way. And I started doing energy work, psychic work, downloading, channeling for others. And the beautiful thing is that that day that, you know, I went to the stump and I said, hey, I'm Elizabeth, you know, this is who I am, this is what I do. After that stump meeting, I had so many people walk over to me and my dad and they you know, a couple of people said, oh, my goodness, are you the same Elizabeth that came to the secret stump meeting last night? And I said, yeah, that was me. And the one man said, I'm the tar man, right? I, I'm, I'm the one with the tar and the heart chakra. I'm like, oh, my goodness, tar man, what's going on? And he said, oh, is this your father? Right. And I said, yeah, this is my dad. His name is Mike. And he's like, wow, like, I just want to say, Mike, like, you have an incredible daughter and she's so gifted and talented. And after she gave me my reading last night, you know, I I cried for a couple hours and I did a bunch of processing and I forgave my father. And and now I feel so liberated today. You know, and, and it was so cute because my dad felt like a little celebrity because we would go places and people would walk up to me saying, wow, like, I can't you're so good at that stump meeting. Like, thank you so much for giving those messages and da 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 da. So it was so cute. And, and once again, so validating for me and just tears were brought to my eyes and, and still are today, you know, and just thinking that <sighs> I love helping people. I love helping humanity. I mean, Oh, God, I'm tearing up now. <laughs> this is my mission. This is my purpose. It's been my mission in this entire lifetime. And it, it's been my mission in every lifetime leading up to this one. So I just want to say for all of you listening to this and watching my YouTube videos and following me on Instagram, and I just want to say thank you so much. And I think a lot of you look at me as this almighty, you know, I don't even know how you guys perceive me, but I'm assuming that you guys look up to me in a certain way and perceive me in a in a different way. And I just live my life, you know, I'm just a human. As much as I can channel interdimensional beings or go into past lifetimes, which is really cool, I still have to take a shower every day, still have to use the bathroom, still have to sit and answer boring emails. You know, my every day is not as incredible and amazing and mind blowing as you may think it is. At the end of the day, I am just a human and who you see on the screen is exactly who I am right now. And in the past month or so, you know, I've been targeted, uh, really is what I would call it, maybe psychically attacked. We had a couple weeks where a bunch of people were either spreading rumors or creating rumors on YouTube that my assistant's reptilian, which is so ridiculous because she is the biggest sweetheart and so shy and like just like such a pure soul, just like my wife, like just such a pure soul. Uh, anyway, and so, so that happened, and then three other YouTube channels all said, you know, they put out videos saying, I'm gonna expose the real Elizabeth April. And in my mind, I'm like, what are you exposing? Like, there's nothing to expose. I am who I am. There's no deceit. There's no lies. There's no embellishment. It's just, it is what it is. And then, of course, taking a step back, realizing that this is just one psychic attack coming from a variety of different angles to see how they were able to affect me. And I don't know why I'm I'm talking about this, but I guess I'm talking about this just to let you all know that, you know, some of you may perceive my gifts as amazing. I believe that we all have these spiritual gifts and abilities. I don't believe that what I can do is anything new or different whatsoever. But I also want to let you all know that I can be 
I can be emotional. I can be vulnerable. And in these past couple of months, I have been very vulnerable and very humbled and very emotional and feeling very attacked in a lot of different ways. And I deal with all of that stuff, you know, like I am a very strong, confident, empowered, you know, person online, but I'm also just a human as well. And I think for that hour every week, you guys don't see enough of my human, um, but I try and be as real as possible, especially on platforms such as Instagram and in Instagram stories and stuff like that as well. So I just appreciate all of you being here, holding space for me, holding space for yourself, willing to open your mind, willing to expand your viewpoint and your perception of the world and just hear me out. I mean... It's it's quite amazing. And I even have a friend who she's really been battling her own psychic attacks with her family. And, you know, she reached out to me the other day and she's like, wow, like I just I just watched one of my videos from the eyes of my family and I sound absolutely insane. Like I sound crazy. Can you watch this video and let me know if I sound crazy or not? And she was talking about light versus dark. And it was a very kind of you know, in my perspective, muted video, you know, as far as like, it was really good, light versus dark and super, you know, important information. But it definitely wasn't crazy. It was pretty bare bones spiritual. And so I'm like, if your family thinks you're crazy, because you're putting out that kind of video, what do you what do you think people think of me when I put out a reptilian video, where I believe that giant dinosaur beings take over you know, the government, right? Like, like that right there, I think is probably the craziest you can get, right? And I'm openly talking about it. And, and all I receive really is love from you guys. So I just want to say thank you all so much for being here, being a part of my journey and exploration and expansion and awakening and teaching. And, uh, and I'm just feeling so privileged and grateful for being in this position at this time. This is the time and I'm finally being heard, you know, compared to all my other past lives. So and hopefully you all are finally being validated compared to all of your other past lifetimes as well. So thank you all for listening to this. I hope that you've learned a lesson from my whole Lilydale experience. And I hope that the lesson that you've learned is something along the lines of even if the rules and the regulations that you're listening to or following are within the spiritual realm, I hope that you are strong enough and aware enough to question those rules and regulations to understand that you can create your own rules. You don't have to have a certain diet to be spiritual. You don't have to pull a certain amount of tarot cards to get messages. You don't have to do anything in this realm. You can just be yourself and follow your heart. And no one else, not even in the spiritual community, has to agree or believe in what you're doing, as long as you do. Have an amazing rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week. I will be back next week with another Expand podcast with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Love you all so much. And uh, make sure you check out my other channels and subscribe to YouTube. Follow me on Instagram. And I will see you again. Or you will hear me again. (laughs) Bye for now.